0: achievement unlock two players and a podcast now welcome back dreamers and flam family this is two peas in a pod brought to you by general andrews and liberty flam and we are sponsored by the 8 Bit Dojo and ESN, where we aim to be selfless, not selfish. This is episode 32 of Season 4 Video Game Controversies, Postal 2. Hey, 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 Flippity Flam! General Andrews, my dude, how are you doing today? Doing all right, baby, doing all right. Notice my microphone's on the right spot.
1: Oh, no, no. Gotta keep that in the right spot. And if, if you don't know dreamers and family out there, soon there will be a video out telling you exactly where to put it.
0: Yeah, there we go. That that should be a little bit better. Mm. A, little, a little more full. Ugh. Just like our plate's going to be with uh, this upcoming game controversy where we're going to dive into today. Are, are are you ready for what we're about to dive into?
1: I don't know, man. I feel like it could go a little postal, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I think you're just going to be like, blah, blah, blah.
1: That's a little Tasmanian for me.
0: Oh, I was just, I, I was picturing, you know, Newman or whatever, and just losing his mind out there. Well, that's true, huh? <laughs> yeah. He always got a little cuckoo. Me being opposed to working when you know, there's a lot of pressure. The mail just keeps coming in and coming in and coming in and you get more out and then more comes in and then you just, and it just never stops.
1: And sometimes you just snap
0: in half and it's just too much for some people just like this game uh and the overall franchise was as well
1: yeah this is a franchise of game there's a lot of these games this ran from 1997 all the way up until 2022
0: okay so i mean as recently as now yeah (laughs) right i mean that's that's pretty pretty crazy Now, the one that we're going to focus on the most out of this entire series is Postal Number 2 because it's the one that has the most controversy and uh, fun stuff to talk about. Now, for those of you that don't know about this game, this game actually was made by a developer Running With Scissors, which is probably enough.
1: Very aptly named for a game title like this.
0: That's what I was thinking too, and I'm looking at their logo and whatnot. I'm like, oh my god, that person's eyes gonna get poked out. So, if you, for those of you that don't know about Running with Scissors, they, they they've made a ton of money off of this series specifically, and they have no problem pushing the boundaries uh, when it comes to the types of games they make. Now, is that because of their creativeness? You know, they're, they're all about creativity? Or is it because they're all about money? Well, I'll let you all decide, though. That's not the controversy we're diving into. Our controversy that we're going to dive into is what's actually on this game. Now, uh, Flib, do you think our listeners need to know a little bit of the plot of uh, a controversial game such as Postal?
1: Oh, I, I absolutely. We need to fill in the context.
0: Okay, all right. So, so here we go. Uh, <sighs> I'll go ahead and I'll dive into the plot here. And then I think maybe you can take us on a little bit of a journey through the gameplay. I'll take you on a journey. Can... Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. And then, don't worry, folks, it's not going to be in his postal van. You're fine.
1: No. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> We're going on location. This is a podcast <laughs> on location now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where, like the Stevo van or whatever it's like podcast no location let's go
1: right like or, or in the mall like i've always seen them like <laughs> yeah. in the mall on like uh, a little uh, upriser <laughs> just sitting with their microphones i'm like and what you is a
0: table out there leaning on it with one mic so what do you think Please. do you like to date people or not it's like yeah. oh my god look at this podcast
1: look at them look at them go for nobody cares and then we're the ones <laughs> doing it now so they were actually the pioneers so we lost
0: Dang it. <sighs> All right, but you won't lose out, folks, on this plot line. Here we go. In Postal 2, the player takes on the role of the Postal Dude. A tall and thin redheaded man with a goatee, sunglasses, a black leather trench coat, and a t shirt with a gray alien's face printed across it. Postal Dude in a dilapidated trailer on land behind a house in the small town of Paradise, Arizona, with his nagging wife. No, 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 who was identified in the credits as simply the bitch. The game's levels are split into days of the week starting with Monday and finishing on Friday. At the beginning of each day, Postal Dude is given several tasks to accomplish, such as get milk, confess sins, and other seemingly mundane tasks. The objective of Postal 2 is to finish all the tasks throughout the week, and the player can accomplish these tasks in any way they see fit, be it as peacefully and civilly as possible, or as violently and chaotically as possible. It is possible, if occasionally difficult, to complete most tasks without engaging in any battle, or at least harming or killing other characters, as evidenced by the game's tagline, remember, it's only violent as you are. The daily task can be accomplished in any order the player desires, and the game also includes one task that is activated only when Postal Dude urinates in which the player is tasked with creating treatment for gonorrhea. Ouch. After Postal Dude discovers he has the infection, throughout the course of the game, Postal Dude must put up with being provoked by other characters on a regular basis. He is given the finger, mugged, attacked by various groups of protesters, and is harassed by obnoxious convenience store owner slash terrorists and his patrons who cut before Postal Dude in the money line during the game. Postage also encounters a marching band, a murderous toy mascot named Crotchy, the Paradise Police Department and its SWAT team, overzealous ATF agents, the National Guard, and an eccentric religious cult, cannibalistic butcher shop workers, fanatical Al-Qaeda terrorists, and former child actor Garrett Coleman, among many others. Now, by Friday afternoon, the final day in the game. The apocalypse occurs, and societal collapse soon follows, with all law and order completely breaking down. Cats begin to fall out of the darkly colored sky, and almost every town becomes heavily armed with random gun battles breaking out in the streets. Despite this, Postal Dude returns home to his trailer as normal when he gets into an argument with his wife, who demands that Postal Dude explain why he never picked up the rocky road she asked for in the beginning of the game. Postal 2 then ends the gunshot being heard before being kicked to the end credits. Riveting, really. Jiminy Christmases, man. I, I had to add <laughs> extra sound effects to like, catch a breather, because I was like, this is some crazy-ass stuff going on in here.
1: Dude, that's nuts. Like, I was losing it when he's was like, oh, well, except for one thing, you have to pee on people because you have gonorrhea.
0: What? Wait, yeah, Wait. What? Hold up. <laughs> you gotta get that treatment in
1: Gotta get that treatment like oh man that's crazy like that's crazy by today's standards crazy
0: <laughs> oh yeah like i just listen to this stuff i'm like oh my goodness gracious well especially the fact that uh the cre- the credits will name her as quote unquote the bitch or whatever that <laughs> alone is more oh, than wow. enough right with today's standards on h- how you can you know classify x y and z that that would definitely fall into that category now i get the point they're, they're, they're trying to get across that you know you are in a uh obviously poor marriage of yeah. sort and therefore that is the tongue-in-cheek you know name that people dude. give their ball and chain but dude
1: the late dang. 90s early 2000s was like the wild west of content yeah because
0: like it was like to me okay until you get like i said to the very end here and it says and then the game ends with a gunshot being heard now you have no clue if he's gonna mm. shoot her if he's gonna shoot himself that right there that dark murky ending on a game that probably is not redeeming in the sense like okay there was this riveting story that that ending really brought it together yeah you know like, <laughs> i feel very satisfied
1: by that yeah this is there's great many
0: anime that i've seen that are just like you're like, what the hell is all this? But eventually it ties in together, and then that ending, as weird as it may be, stand alone. When you put it in the context of the entire show that you just watched, you're like, this actually makes sense. Yeah. Okay, it works out. But in this instance, uh, it just sounds like they're really hammering down on a ton of cliches. Uh, and obviously, though, it didn't affect their pocketbook, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I'm sure some of you are curious, like all right so you talked about the gist of the game what was the gameplay actually like if there was any
1: hold on i need to pull up actually what the gameplay looks like i like words and whatnot but show me actual gameplay of this
0: show me the money show
1: me game. like how does it play here we go here's a short little video like just oh my goodness it's first person too (laughs) just what we all wanted just what we all wanted. So yeah, it is it is first person. It's like a fallout sort of esque thing. <laughs> and holy crap, like you can just tase people right there. Uh your inventory is all bloodied up. Of course. Like, it's, why not? Oh my goodness. So what I'm watching right now is just he tased some guy, put him on the ground, doused him in gasoline and then lit him on fire and now he's pissing all over the bathroom. This game's wild, dude. <laughs> this is this is actually kinda nutty. I had no idea that the I'm from the Nintendo era where like the wildest game was like Conker's Bad Fur Day.
0: Yeah, yeah, that one got somehow got through. You know, and we you'd pee on those boulders to push them down or whatever or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And now now he just peed on the guy to make him not on fire, and the yeah. guy's crawling, burned, and then you can kick him. To death. I see why this was banned in New Zealand now. Like I get it <laughs> because that was actually kind of super brutal.
0: Uh... I laugh, folks, because it's one of my ways of dealing with really extreme scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: so. I mean, for a 2003 game, the game looks it, it, fantastic graphics. Like, everything looks and melds together, and to have sort of that kind of interactive environment, right, where you can basically interact with any person in it, that early on was kind of novel, right?
0: Right, I mean, because that was their goal, is they wanted it to be like a living world. You know, so therefore, what you're talking about makes sense, and that was a big deal because, like, right around that time frame, what 2003, you said, right? Yeah, that's also was not the the launch of uh, World of Warcraft. It was, yes. So, like, before a new, like, okay, now MMOs are already around, folks, because a bunch of you out there were playing EverQuest, Ultima, and there was ones before that. Feel free to put it in the comments and whatnot on the, the ones that I missed, but. When it came to this living world idea, the living world idea for those always had to be through the Internet, had to be online to experience the living world. While in this game, that was finally brought to you just on your console. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, that was a big deal. It made them feel like they had access to it. And so to create this living world uh, experience, even though it sounds like it's a pretty devilish experience uh, going on, it, I could see the draw because it's like, I can just interact with it and it might not be the same every single time because the world's constantly in this uh, self-regenerating kind of mode.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, And this is before like Fallout 3 and what's another, like the bigger GTA experiences like San Andreas, mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. came out yet. Like when did San
0: Andreas? I will say Vice City was around like 2003, 2004 as well
1: yeah i think you're right let's see here google tell me yeah 2004 all right so this was literally a year before san andreas came out
0: that makes sense
1: which man everybody's like oh gta is such a bad game it was like you've never seen these games that we've been talking about like at all yeah. i would say with the exception of probably no man's sky because it was nothing brutal that was just false promises
0: yeah correct i mean which to people it's it's brutal in the emotional ballpark yes but not on your mental you know trauma bank <laughs> yeah. you know from seeing and and being able to do some of these things um also what i thought was pretty interesting is that this game it really does it features a cameo by gary coleman uh that's and it appears l- pretty early on in the game that's nuts right
1: I, dude you said that and i was like no shit really <laughs> the gary coleman well at least that holds up to the save standards
0: <laughs> and again this game allows you like if you want to go ahead fight and kill coleman you can and he signed off on it he knows he's a part of it you know he what what his character uh, is in the game because uh, the whole idea is you just need to go to the mall and get gary's autograph and then therefore you don't have to interact with gary coleman anymore if you don't want to but then after you do well, then, that you could do what i just said and it's just like oh my god this is nuts
1: yeah you could light him on fire then piss him out that's literally something you can do in the game. That just blows my mind. This, is, <laughs> this game's crazy, man. Like even watching the two minutes of footage that I just watched, it was—it's nuts. That this is an interactable world, and you can just no. go and basically do whatever.
0: You can do absolutely whatever, and I think part of that aspect, especially at that time frame, mm-hmm. especially at that time frame, is which is the key why we keep on nailing it at yes. home, is that. This game became Linux gaming Publish's fastest-selling game in its first month, and greatly contributed to the continuing profitability of the company, which is why this series still exists to this day.
1: Because there were there were expansions for this game too. Like it didn't yes. even stop there. No, nope. at, at the even though it got banned, even though people didn't were like, oh, this is too brutal and whatnot, it came out with an expansion later that year. And then two years after, had another expansion come out.
0: And then even in uh, twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. they released another expansion. Yeah, that's like oh, okay. The the hits just keep on hitting.
1: Yeah, quite literally, the hits just keep on hitting, and the piss keeps on pissing.
0: Absolutely, got to get in those raccoon wounds. Yeah. Now. <laughs> the talking about the reception of this, um, it, su- surprisingly, I, I don't know how this works. Like, it's always so weird to me that you can have these massive sales in games, and then when you go and read about the reviews of the game, mixed average reviews. You know, uh, some yeah. of the games better reviews finally came from like PC Gamer or Game Informer, and uh, it's just like, wait a second, I- I'm so confused because then like one of them says right here, uh, CGW, deriding that posted tool as the worst product ever foisted upon consumers. Now, in response, negative quotes from Computer Gaming World, which is CGW for those that don't know, yeah. uh, review ended up being proudly displayed on the box art of the Postal Fudge Pack. So when they released, like you were talking about earlier, some of those uh, expansions, they then intentionally took that quote and put it on their box art. God, that's so good.
1: What a, what a middle finger.
0: <laughs> what 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 a strong play is all I got to say. CNN journalist Mark Saltzman wrote that the game was more offensive than fun, and concluded that it simply goes too far too often and offers little else. Now, just from the little bit that I've seen, at least because I never personally played it, um, it just never drew my eye. Honestly, like like GTA caught my eye before this, and maybe that's the issue. You know, yeah. where I got more than enough of this, like, you know, um, vigilante kind of feel from GTA that I didn't need to dive into these other ones. And that's just the way that the cookie crumbled. But uh, I can understand the the quote of, you know, it simply just goes too far too often, offers little else. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, pretty much your whole redeemable factor of this game is all the offensive things you can do in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean,. You can play this whole game without killing a person. So if they're saying you can take it too far, right? Isn't that them taking it too far?
0: Excellent. Okay, so right? I'm glad you brought that up because literally this game, you could beat a pacifist. You do yeah. not have to fight at all. You
1: don't have to fight anybody at all. You can beat the whole game without killing a single person.
0: Now, I'm curious, how little does the game offer when you do post um, pacifist mode? That's a good point. That that would be what I would want to know, because let's say you do pacifist mode and the game only takes you like 15 minutes to beat, <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> this game sucks, True. you know, <laughs> uh, bad so, game now. Yeah, right. It's like very interesting because you would think that like uh, the added content has to come from all the extra things you can do because you don't have to do them. Now, what's also kind of interesting about this is that scenes of this game can actually be seen in the music video of Black Eyed Peas' single, Where's the Love?
1: Sure, this is a joke, right? No way. Uh, That's really so funny. Good. <laughs> That's look. Black eyed peas, progressive as hell. Look at them.
0: Progressive. They knew what to do. Where's the love? So let's show Postal, which has Postal too, which has no love in it at all.
1: No love, yeah, whatsoever. In fact, it's about getting out of the love that you committed to.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's actually another reception thing I'd like to talk about because, um, I dealt with one of these. So now, GameSpot, what they criticized about the game had to do with its loading times. Surprising, it's it's graphics, even though it's graphics, honestly, were on par for that time frame. Um, and then the gameplay. Now, again, I haven't played the game, so I don't know. Now, the, the gore was called surprisingly subdued in comparison to contemporary games like Soldier of Fortune 2 Double Helix which is funny because i thought double helix was quite uh, a gruesome game so therefore comparatively um this is subdued to that but the loading times in games like soldier of fortune 2 were also just so terrible and i think that was just it was one of the issues they had you know with the way that the cd your mm-hmm. cd drives could actually read the how disc it could read
1: faster. and then how it could interpret it
0: you know, so like there was uh, there were so many times where lots of games were just terrible only because it's like it took you forever. Once you finally got through one section, you want to go to the next and you you couldn't cause you're like, Okay, one minute, two minutes, oh, okay, good three and a half minute load time for this next thing. And then if you died in that, you're like, I do not want to have to go, oh my god, the load time again.
1: <laughs> no. No. Dude, nobody likes loading times especially in this day and age where the solid state drive exists and you should never have to worry about loading times ever.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. That's how it should be. It is.
1: Yes. That's exactly how it should be. When you can get consoles with it. Now, Nintendo, get your shit together because your consoles are awful. I love your products, but your console is
0: awful. (laughs) You heard it here, folks.
1: Dude, I hate it. I have so many problems with Nintendo and it's mostly their console.
0: I understand 1,000%. Eurogamer similarly attacked the game for being immature. So I can see that.
1: I can see that 100%. It's a little immature. I mean, it's like yeah. every teen boy's fantasy. of like, oh, I just yeah. want to light somebody on fire, and then I'm going to pee it out. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. In middle school, I, I thought like that all the time. Yeah, I was right? like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pee put the fire out. Yeah.
1: We were hormone-driven boys at one point. Yeah. We understand that feeling. We men, we make fire, and then we pee fire out. Yeah, that's yeah. what we do.
0: Yeah. That's, that's how it happens, you know? It's, it's real. No, it's not? Okay, dang it. I guess I did grow up a little bit. So Ivan Dees from IGN says that Postal Dueled has a sick mind. But what's funny about this commentary, it had nothing to do with the decisions being made in the game. It had to do with the errands that he had to complete. And when we're talking about the errands that had to be completed, we were talking about Milk, getting Rocky Road, Going, getting Gary Coleman's autograph. I mean, I don't know what sounds so sick about those errands. So I'm, I'm confused by this this individual's choice to uh, attack the errands that need to be completed versus probably your choice that you could do of things on the way to said errands. So I think that came down to good old Ivan's choices while testing the game out. <laughs> that Ivan was uh, not uh, making the best of decisions and was grossing himself out with what he was doing.
1: (laughs) Right. Here's an expert from the actual review that he did. If you find fault in lighting Gary Coleman's corpse on fire or expelling an unholy amount of greenish liquid from your diseased trailer park penis onto the hapless, pistol-toting citizens of Paradise, Arizona, you'll likely find fault in Postal 2.
0: A little bit of fault, huh?
1: Just just a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to see some of these scores because like you got ones on here like either it was like an F, fifty out of a hundred, five out of ten kind of thing, yeah, or it was like a seven and a half or eight out of ten,
1: like like a straight B,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like very interesting takes.
1: Yeah, that just All goes right. to show you that like the review scores are are weighted heavily on the values of the reviewer.
0: Yeah, it's arbitrary. It yes. re- really, really is arbitrary. And so what you'll have to do is if you need to start comparing games over time that said uh reviewer has reviewed, and then you could start to find out like, Oh, your way to anti this, that's why you say this game's trash and it's not really trash. That's cause you just don't like that thing.
1: You just don't like that, yeah.
0: Okay, now I know that, so I won't take I don't I won't take any credence of what you say. So if you give this a bad score, I won't be like, oh, man, the game actually is bad. I'll be like, no, I'm going to review it myself. I'm going to review it with somebody else who thinks similarly to me, and no, do they like it? Okay, cool. Well, folks, like we said, there's controversies in this game, like we talked about a little bit just off of the description of the gameplay. But let's go deeper and why this became much more than our perception of... This game amongst mankind, and let's talk about some of the controversies that uh, different countries or states experienced. So, in 2004, the Office of Film and Literature Classification they banned Pulse 2 in New Zealand, which you mm-hmm. referenced earlier, citing the high levels of violent content and animal violence. Which I would agree with. I don't like the animal violence stuff. Don't just don't make that possible in your games. Anyways. Distribution or purchase for personal use is a criminal offense. So the thing wasn't just the people selling the game, but like if you own the game at all, you would have been punishable up to 10 years in prison and fined 50 grand for it. Now in Australia, the game was also banned, but this by the Australian Classification Board, but this is October 2005. Then the ban was lifted finally in October 2013. In Sweden, the Chancellor of Justice took the local distributor of the game to court, and was prosecuted with illegal depiction of violence, a crime falling under Swedish Freedom of Speech Act. The court dismissed the case in December 12, 2006. In May 2016, though, the game was removed from the German version of Steam, likely due to its content. Now, regarding his views on the subject, Linux and Macintosh developer Ryan C. Gordon, who ported the game to those platforms, said that he feels the game holds a mirror to the worst aspects of modern society, saying in an interview that the game is a brilliant caricature of our mangled, disconnected, fast-food society disguised as a collection of dirty jokes and ultra-violence. Michael Sims, founder of Lit Team Publishing, also at one point commented on the matter, saying that although I wasn't a fan of the gameplay in Postal Tool, I love the message that the company is trying to put out. Because you can play Postal Tool in the most violent graphic way possible, but you can also play it without hurting a single person. I don't know anyone who's played it like that, but I like that people who made Postal are saying you can get through this game without any violence.
1: Yeah, that's so good. That wraps it up so nicely you know what i mean yeah cuz you can you you can do that like they put that in there purposefully which i think is a really cool thing to do too
0: absolutely and again here's a, a very interesting thing that they try to do all the time so many different shows or games that we've talked about deal with these types of other controversies that so like there's that that we just talked about and then there's this additional one which again i feel is trying to Blame something else that is not the real cause for what happened. Mm-hmm. So, in January 2008, three 19-year-olds were arrested following a three-week arson and theft spree in Gaston County, North Carolina. Their crimes were apparently inspired by actions that could be carried out in Postal 2. Uh-huh. Gave much?
1: Yeah, very much so.
0: I'm sorry, but this game had already been out for how long at this point in time? And these 19-year-olds you know old enough to know that they're not doing what's you know ethical yeah
1: it was it was the game man it was the game right like there's no scientific evidence ever to prove that games cause violence
0: it was the games man it was the game's
1: fault though man totally it it made me do it
0: it said if i don't do it i won't beat the game so i decided i'm gonna do it because i want to beat the game
1: yeah so I lit my neighbor on fire and I peed him out.
0: I didn't have gonorrhea; I only had syphilis. Oh so, um, yeah,
1: mean, <laughs> I only had syphilis. My bad. Yeah, the guy who had gonorrhea, he chickened out like a pussy. So, yeah,
0: dude, of course he did, dude. That's why he's got gonorrhea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he had like these things called morals or something. Like I don't know, ethics. Ethically
0: bullshit, dude. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. God. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you thought this is where it ended for, for Postal, it was just going to be a game series. No, there was a film adaptation as well. Now, though, this film adaptation was really supposed to be for the first game. Mm-hmm. The 2007 film adaptation of the same title, directed by uh, Yui Bowl, borrows many elements, though, from Postal 2. So it's interesting that it's supposed to be Postal 1, but then they use a lot of Postal 2. I can't even say it. Postal. <laughs> <two>. <laughs> this is
1: a nice list with that one. too.
0: so they included the crotchy doll, the trailer park, the cat silencer, which again that's the whole weapon violence against uh, animals nonsense. Uh, the lucky Ganesh convenience store, the terrorists, and Uncle Dave and his compound among others. Now Gary Coleman was not involved in the film. Instead, Vern. Troy appears as himself, fulfilling Coleman's function in the movie. Oh my god! Which I don't remember this at all. I don't either. <laughs> Check it out. You think it ends there? No, folks. No. Somehow, this as all the hate as this kiss this keeps on just coming on with more and more hits. In 2013, Bolden announced the second postal film. On August 28th of 2013, Bolden announced he was funding production of Postal Two through Kickstarter. But the project was canceled in October, 2013. Sad. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't see what the point of the film adaptation was besides money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's really nothing else to look at it besides, this was a money grab. This has got to be a money grab.
0: Because again, if we go back to the the essence that we were talking about, how we view this procedure that we thought was so cool, Mm -hmm. is that you have the choice to do bad things in the game and he could choose not to. But if you're watching the movie, there are no more choices being made. It's not in your court. Yeah. You are watching somebody else's decision-making and you think they're going to only choose the pacifist route in the movie. Yeah. Not even. No. They're going to pick the violent stuff because they're trying to do the, the gore. They're trying to do the shock value, all those kinds of things, action, you know, that, uh, as a film, I think it's a completely, I think it's stupid. I think it's just a complete money grab.
1: I think it's pretty dumb too.
0: Cause if it, if this was either a story that you're, you know, like, like a book, right. Or it is in the video game format where you kind of get it to the side, like, okay, this is the route I'm taking. Or again, like with a book, you get a much more of your imagination behind it. So you can kind of, you know, play with fire, so to speak, or not. That, uh, yeah, as a, as a movie adaptation, I just think it's like, eh, that's pointless. Get it out of here. I don't, I don't it see is, it, it being redeeming.
1: Uh, no, same. It's, it's like the Super Mario Brothers uh, movie live-action adaptation they did. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. It's a money grab, and it's dog shit.
0: It really was so bad. Like the, honestly, I really liked John Leguizamo as Luigi I thought he did great.
1: I thought he did great too. I also thought Mario did good too. That actor did very good John. But I don't know his name as well. I don't know his name as well. He passed away this last year. I'm pretty sure too, which was sad. But like we've talked about so many times before on this podcast, you cannot save bad writing.
0: No, you can't. I mean, literally my favorite part of the entire movie, I don't know if you know this flip, but my favorite part of that entire film was when John Leguizamo's character, Luigi, goes and puts that tiny little bomb on. Yeah. And whatever that yeah. <laughs> upside down fucking uh, pizza face monster from Spaceballs or yeah. whatever <sighs> situation.
1: <laughs> I forgot about that part, but you're right it like walks like a little like the duck toys or whatever yeah
0: yeah. oh my god like that was the best part of the whole film to me
1: yeah my favorite part is when they're all in the elevator
0: okay trying to go
1: up like all the the goombas or whatever that they call them they're all just kind of looking at each other very awkwardly with the elevator music going i'm a sucker for those type of things
0: I forgot Yoshi yeah. was like some real freaking like crazy yeah Yoshi was like they were the real dinosaurs or
1: something. or something like bullshit like that and I'm like hey this guy is you are so far off
0: oh man you guys did not capture the essence let me tell you
1: no <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully Chris Pratt uh, captures
0: this <laughs> Yeah, look for that, folks. Let, let's hope Chris Pratt does because we don't want any of y'all going postal or postal tool on. And I can't even say anymore, folks. That's how that's how obtuse this is for me. Is that uh, postal too? D- just don't, 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 don't do no, it. Don't. Don't understand that Chris Pratt's going to try his hardest, but it might not be good enough for you, and it might not be good at all. <laughs> there's only so much i can say that's (laughs) redeeming here so what i'm gonna do really
1: (laughs) fell down the hole here and like ah things that are truly shit
0: (laughs) we're gonna save all y'all from just falling further and further into this abyss with us and we thank y'all for tuning on in dreamers and we love you as always and
1: bye